everyone. This is Nick from Tenacity.ai with my co-host Jason, and you're listening to the Cloud Cost Optimization Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, a common or recurring story that Jason and I hear over and over and over, whether it's in calls with customers or in our own consulting or uh, professional services advisory work, uh, in just you know working with organizations to try and help them get their arms around, um, whether it's FinOps or uh, optimization of their cloud spending or just you know financial good financial management practices inside of their technology environments. Um, we hear over and over and over. Um, certain um, uh, kind of key indicators or, or or to us, you know, what are certain problems that just recur. Uh, so today we're going to dive into one of those. Um, so Jason, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, you know, there's a number of times we've, we've heard this story about uh, going through an effort and then being surprised that basically the effort gets completely unwound. Um, do you want to highlight some of those instances that, that we've heard? Sure. Um, I mean, it's really a, a, a common sort of story, even amongst these different companies, right? It's uh, we hired a company or we had a project internally. Uh, that project including uh, it included, one, uh, identifying all of the waste that we had in, in our environment and getting rid of it. It might have included... Uh, you know, uh, maybe a commitment, you know, we need to go uh, do some reserved instances or some savings plans. It may have included a number of different things. And then also what's common in either the engagement you have with a partner or, or doing it internally is, and we need to create some processes to make sure that we don't get ourselves into this, this issue again, which typically happens. Um, you know, you get some processes, whether those processes are accurate or not, you know, most likely not correct because typically people follow processes that they agree with. But um, what happens is those processes get written, they get disseminated, and then like a lot of things, they don't get touched. And then you're looking at what we, this is what I, what we see is it's typically about no more than six to, to nine months later, if you're not following those processes that you put in place, then most of the time, what we see with those companies is that they're going to have almost the same amount of spend that they had before they did the project, right? And it's because, you know, this, it, the, the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis led to the environment being this way. So unless you change everybody's behavior, which is not easy to do, right? Especially when you're we're in an economy which is a downturn, so I'm losing resources on my team, right? I'm strapped with needing to make decisions on whether I should go focus on cost optimization or should I go support all of these customers or internal customers, external customers, um, because they're having issues or problems. And, and, you know, like, if it's not affecting production, those things typically get put on the back burner if you don't have resources. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here and... Uh liken this to something that that recurs for me um uh but first i want to say you know it it's processes but it might be uh recommendations it might be best practices whatever sure. you know the person who came in and in did the initial you know scope of work helped to optimize the environment um you know they, they may have said well here are some best practices to follow here are some recommendations for what you should do in the future here maybe is a process for you to follow in order to to um see that you don't uh wander off the path again 
in, in those inevitably found down and to, to fall down. And to me, it's a little bit like the analogy of, uh, I go to the doctor, I get my blood work, uh, you know, something's, something's high. I don't know what it is. Triglycerides or glucose or, or cholesterol. doesn't matter. Point is something if, you don't understand, <laughs> right? Something I don't understand, but the doctor tells me, okay, you need to, um, you need to go on a diet. And you're going to, uh, uh, you know, you're going to reduce maybe calorie intake, right? And the reason that that sort of recommendation um, fails is because what you really actually need is a lifestyle change. And I think that's actually true uh, inside mm. of cloud as well. It's, it's the same sort of mechanical, like I'm putting you on a cloud diet. Um, and so I need you to follow these recommendations. I need you to do these best practices because this is what's going to make your, you know, your cloud healthy um, and going to get those numbers down. But because we have old habits, we're going to fall right back into our old habits. We actually need to create a change lifestyle change habits. around and change those habits around our cloud spending, just like you do for healthy living. If I want to control my cholesterol, which I do, by the way, um, you have to actually make a lifestyle change. I'd like that. Uh, <laughs> you're, if, you're, if you're doing cloud spend or cost optimization on an ad hoc project basis that's like the atkins diet of of you're the trainer cost you're the trainer <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah right yeah. so you're like this is this is that fad diet this is, it's a fad diet you're you're i think that's a great analogy because doing it ad hoc is a fad diet right once you get and you through, may need it listen you may need it to get you in place like you may need the, the trainer you may need the nutritionist it's how you get there but then yep. you got to maintain it but what are you going to do on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure the next time you get your blood drawn, your try-whatever-hides are going to be maintaining that normal level? And the only right. way you do that is by changing your lifestyle or changing ha bad habits that you have with regards to eating. And so you're absolutely right. The only way to ensure that you're at least running in a, in a somewhat optimal method is to change the habits you have around how you utilize the cloud without hampering the team from being able to leverage all of the benefits of cloud infrastructure, because that's the other thing right. that fad diets often do. They're, they're just difficult to maintain because if I remove carbs from my diet, that's a macronutrient. <laughs> you need them. You need carbohydrates, right? And so, and, uh, you know, so I think also being realistic about it and making sure that whatever is put in place doesn't make it so people will end up not following whatever processes or recommendations or things that you put in place. They have to be realistic and they cannot put huge roadblocks in the way of your team completing their job functions. Right. And so, so let's talk about then, you know, what, what are some of the things that um, you can and should do? You've gone through this effort to reduce the cost of spending, to do the optimization. Um, that's the correction. That's the getting the personal trainer to, to get you there. So now we need the lifestyle change around cloud spending. What are the things we need to go do? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle off the first one. I'm going to give you the, the chance to go on the second and third one. But I think it's, it's the, the having that knowledge, that visibility immediately um, around how healthy you are. And, you know, you, you could equate this to kind of like standing on the scale, but that's not really like, like you stand on the scale until you get to where you want to be. And then you don't stand on the scale every day anymore. It, but it's more about like, you know, 
can I actually do the health check in my cloud environment where I'm seeing the blood work every day or can I understand what my cholesterol level is every single day? That helps me keep it uh, maintained. Well, that, that's true for cloud is can I actually review and understand my metrics on a daily basis to know when I have micro changes, not macro changes, micro changes in the environment that I respond to them. Yeah, I, I agree. I would add probably one small uh, edit to that first one, and that is that that data has to be um, that data has to be valuable enough to point you in the right direction. It can't just be data, yeah. right? We know that. Um, it's a complete difference when you log into say, uh, you know, a billing and management console in in say Azure versus logging into one that's designed to make sure you know where all these issues are happening. Correct. And so mm -hmm. you're absolutely right, but it can't just be the data. Uh, you know, like if you stood on the scale and and the, the, the dial that showed you your weight was on the bottom, <laughs> it wouldn't work very well, well right? Or, or, You'd have a hard time understanding what your actual weight was. And so it needs to be, that's why they put the number right there. So I can stand on it, look at it, I get that number right there. And the cloud providers aren't providing you those numbers right there for you to look at. They're I obfuscating mean, them because it's going to cut into their revenue. Yeah, and I'm going to torture this analogy one one more time, and then I'm going to drop it. But I could be standing on the scale at the right weight and be smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. So True. It, it's that's the point: is do you have the data in context about your cloud environment that helps you maintain health? It's not just that cost number, right? So there's there's more there that you're going to want to dive into. So I'll I'll, I'll throw out the second one: Am, am I actually getting? Um, analysis of the additional savings opportunities, the waste and abandonment that's going on inside of my environment, because that is going to change um, fairly regularly as my business changes and as my use of the environment changes. So that's, that's another one of those metrics. How do I change my lifestyle? Well, I've got to stay on top of savings opportunities. I can't let them build up as yes, technical debt that I go take care of once a year because I'm going to waste a ton of money doing that. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Um, yeah, uh, I think having the, the other thing about having, you know, not being caught by surprise is, um, the, the entire business needs to be, uh, you need to have the data at hand that allows you to report back to the business on these things. That's one of the other things that's common amongst this theme. I'm getting surprised at the end of every month. And when I'm surprised, it takes me far too long, a la not having the, the right data at your fingertips, to be able to show the business why I'm seeing a surprise. And to, to latch on to your point about commitment management and how you're doing those things, um, what I can do, which includes a strategy around savings up, not only those ad hoc things that you might yeah. have been doing cleaning up resources, also includes a strategy around um, um, commitment management. And if, if you don't know about what that means today, you should because an executive is going to start to come down. Given everything that's happening, cloud spend needs to stop. We need to reduce it. Executive teams are seeing all of the things that help them save money on their, which cloud, cloud is a big expense. It's our Second biggest is for a software company, be your, it could be your second or first big largest expense. So it's going to have scrutiny, and you need to make sure that you're up to speed on all of the things that can help you save money so you can avoid yeah. surprises and be able to report back. Yeah, I agree. You know, when it comes to commitments, I think sometimes 
people focus on, uh, you know, how much they're going to save by going to that commitment. So I can go sign up for, uh, you know, really aggressive. I can go buy a reserved instance for this particular, you know, piece of utilization, EC2 instance uh, in AWS. And I can sign up for three years, pay it all up front. I'm going to get a big discount. I'm going to get like 66% or something like that discount. But there are two other components that are really critically important. You have to watch now for the rest of that, that commitment period. So that three years that, that you're going to be in that, you not only have to pay attention to kind of when it's going to expire so you can renew it. Now you got to pay attention to your utilization. Are you actually utilizing that or did it just become another flat cost? Do you stop utilizing the underlying infrastructure? And then therefore you're just paying for the commitment, right? Or you paid for it up front, right? It's, it's not hitting your bill, but it's amortized out over that time period. And if you are, that means you're paying an additional on-demand cost for something else because you switched that workload over to something else. Okay. So you want to be thinking about that. Um, and the second thing you want to be thinking about is coverage because your environment changes. And so you have a certain amount of commitments in, um, uh, that you've purchased that have a coverage and it might be a hundred percent today. Tomorrow it might be 98%. And in two months, it might be 76%. And, you know, six months, nine months down the road, you might be only at 40% coverage, meaning there's this, all this opportunity that still exists for you to go reduce uh, cloud spending and have better financial controls around or even smoothing of your finances uh, around your cloud spending. Also, it could be that it, my savings rate is at 70% today, and it could be at 90 Eight percent. If I made right. these changes, which are, which is also important uh, as well. Yeah. So I, I think there's another. You know, there's a number of other things that um, I think are important, but those those are some really key core ones around commitment management, around uh, understanding savings opportunities, around understanding why things change in the environment. I think the last one I would hit on before we um, before we close out the show is uh, is really around accountability. And this is, this is extremely important in the context of cloud is that environments at scale are so large that you really do need to get down to a level of accountability that's maybe on a per revenue basis, maybe it's on a per team basis or department uh, or division, whatever. Um, and, and you can have all of those, by the way. But to be able to look at your bill and say, my God, I'm spending... It, it doesn't matter what your number is, a million dollars a month, or maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars a month. Maybe it's only $10,000 a month. And that's at scale for you because, you know, one person getting their arms around it might, it might struggle to understand everything that's going on there. And so let's use the example. I'm spending a million, maybe 2 million a month. Um, well, I can, I can dive down in and understand some subset of that, but trying to get that whole pie and really understand, I really got to start diving up the environment um, mm -hmm. and think about it in units. What, what is associated with my different lines of revenue? Uh, what's associated with my dev environment? What are my test environments look like? What are my QA environments? That might be a matrix, by the way. That might be like, hey, there might be a dev environment inside of my uh, primary line of revenue. And maybe we have a major release coming, which is going to change the directory, uh, change the trajectory of uh, the revenue there that is going to cause some sort of anomalous spending. And I expect that, well, I need to know that that's located there and that, that my anomaly isn't showing up somewhere else. Right. So, uh, really, um, part of the lifestyle change in cloud spending is really understanding how that environment is broken up and getting down to something that a person, a, a human being with their head can actually wrap their, you know, their mind around it and think about the problem. Couldn't have said that better. 
Well, all right then. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So also, I think, we're at time, man. So like, you know, we, we're at time, but that was, I mean, yeah, I really couldn't have said that better. Well done. All right. Fantastic. Well, this is going to so, be our best episode yet, Nick. <laughs> and anybody that. <laughs> all right. Funny. So uh, uh, thank you for listening to the call cost optimization podcast. Head up to tenacity.ai. Uh, happy to do a demo uh, with with any of you all at any time. Um, and uh, tune in for more episodes coming soon. Thanks for listening.